and welcome to the Orthodontic Products Podcast on the MedCorp Podcast Network. My name is Allison Warner, and I'm the Chief Editor of Orthodontic Products. Today, I'm talking with Dr. Kyle Fagula, a board-certified orthodontist with his own two-office private practice, Saddle Creek Orthodontics, in Germantown and Collierville, Tennessee. Dr. Fagula is also the co-founder of Neon Canvas, a digital marketing company that has been working with orthodontic practices since 2016. He is a frequent lecturer at the AAO and other AAO me- or other orthodontic meetings and is also the host of the Digital Orthodontist video series. Today, he's joining me to talk about the new children's book he's written and how something like this can be a great marketing tool for orthodontic practices. Dr. Fagula, thanks for joining me today. Hey, Allison. Thanks for having me on. This is really exciting. I I do a podcast, so it's always fun to be a guest. In fact, it's a lot more fun to be a guest than the host. It's yes. I just show up, you know. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So thank no you. prep. You're welcome. Well, okay. So let's start with the book. Tell me how you got the idea of writing this book, and it's called "All the Best Faces Wear Braces," and it's a children's book. Yeah, exactly. Well, uh, it turns out my mom was an English teacher. She would write poems and stories and things like that. And as a kid, I would write like comic books and I would build websites. Um, I even like developed a video game idea one time. Um, and so I always had this like kind of inner drive to create things or to tell stories. I did my school yearbook and newspaper as editor a few years and all that went dormant. I think when I went through college, you know, learning biology and those sorts of things, I mean, I got to do little creative things, but nothing like that I had done in high school and junior high. And then on into dental school, you have no time for those avenues, you know, so Neon Canvas was a really cool opportunity to get back into that kind of like scratching of my creative itch, as it were. Um, And I'm just blessed as the company has grown to be involved with so many creative people. Um, And orthodontics is a creative endeavor in in its own way and doing marketing is a creative endeavor and so on. And we've done music videos and other fun things, but uh, never anything like a book. And I wanted to write a book, but to me, a children's book is just way more cool because it combines you know, just so many different types of art and creativity. So anyway, the short version of it, that was a long version, uh, is that there's a guy named Charles Marshall who um, he ran Signature Advertising, which is is a really like foundational creative agency in the Memphis, Tennessee area. They have clients like FedEx and True Green. I mean, these enormous companies that they support. And uh, we acquired that company a few years back. And so with that came all these creative fruits that we're able to, to use and utilize. And so Charles and I are the ones that collaborated on this book. He had done something similar for a, a, a group of hotels. And so, again, this is the long version, but it's com- it's coming up on this is that a children's book is not just something you say, ah, let's spend a weekend and let's finish this. It actually took about a year of you know coming up with ideas and brainstorming how we can make a book about orthodontics that is new and unique. And then also coming up with this idea of how can we take all this effort and not just make it something that works for Saddle Creek orthodontics for me, but for dozens and dozens of orthodontists all across the nation. And even we've got someone in Canada wanting to do it. We got someone in Spain wanting to do it. So it's, it's a really cool and unique thing. And, um, and so what we ended up with is thanks to Charles incredible creative brain. We've written 14 original poems that are meant to be humorous that are meant to be about the things that we as orthodontists and orthodontic team members deal with every day, which is a wide array of different types of patients. And of course, we kind of lean into the absurdity of those patients, but uh, there is some truth behind each one of the poems. Um, and then the opening and the closing can be customized uh, to whoever's practice, you know, opts into this. And so custom caricature, custom value props. And so it really makes it feel like you as the orthodontist and as the orthodontic practice have written this book 
yourself. I mean, you're presenting it in that way. And I don't think that's dishonest to say. So that is three <laughs> minutes on this book. Yeah, that was a good explanation. Well, so how would an orthodontist use this in their practice? So they get it, they customize it to themselves. How are they using it? Yeah. And if there's been any problem that we've run into in this, I mean, it's all been great. The response has been extremely positive. It's that question. Like, I mean, I like the idea, but how will I use it? Um, and so I think it is a new and different thing for a lot of orthodontists. Whereas in the broader like marketing world, like someone like FedEx, they would understand how they would use this. But for orthodontists, I think it's, it's pretty obvious. We want to work with schools more and more. This is a great inroad into meeting with a librarian or meeting with the PTA head, um, donating books to certain grades strategically to kind of get into that door. That book then goes home. And the thing about a book that's unique is that it never gets thrown away. And so whereas a direct mailer or a billboard or really any other marketing piece that's tangible, it will be thrown away. It will be undone at some point. A book will never be <laughs> thrown away. People always keep that. And, and then ideally, it's something that the kids want to come back to and read over and over and over. So I think schools is number one. Number two is you think about all your referring dentists. Let's say you have 50 offices in your region that you refer to. Each one of those offices has at minimum three or four people who have children of that age. And so it's a really great opportunity to drop by to gift the books to the dental hygienist or assist, uh, assistant or dentist. And then they read that with their kids. I think after that, it's just obviously inside your practice, it sets you up for a lot of authority to be the orthodontist in your region that has done a children's book. I mean, obviously we have not only patients who are of age to read this book that come in, but younger siblings of those patients. And so we have different book stands all around the office and we'll be doing a book signing to kind of promote it. It's just a really like neat and unique thing. And I will tell you, it sure beats spending a year writing and developing <laughs> it yourself. <laughs> so um, oh, that, those great. are kind of the main well, ways. We profiled you back in 2017 in those early days of Neon Canvas. How yep. has the company evolved in the last few years? You mentioned you acquired um, the company that's helped you kind of put this book together. Yeah. Signature. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't, I, I guess I would say conservatively, I don't think it could be uh, much different than it was then. Um, at, at that time, when you profiled us, it was four of us. It was the CEO, Alex Rasmussen, and myself, and then two team members, sort of our designer and then our Swiss Army knife at the time, working out of what's probably 180 square feet, uh, basically a glorified closet next to Saddle Creek Orthodontics. We now occupy pretty much the entire 24th floor of the Clark Tower in East Memphis, okay. which is the tallest wow. building in East Memphis for what that's worth. And we have upwards of 45 different employees. Um, we have orthodontic clients in 43 states and in Canada. I love saying and Canada. Um, and I mean, it's amazing where the company has gone. It has certainly outpaced the growth of my orthodontic practice, which I'm also proud of. But it's just been really amazing to be able to find something that was obviously needed in the market, to be able to grow it and build on it and make it better every day and every year. Um, and I could not be more proud of where it's at right now. And just the fact that we're able to help orthodontic specialists grow their practice, tell their stories, connect with more and more patients and do more good things in their community is a really cool opportunity. It was the dream that Alex and I had six and a half years ago. That dream of okay, you took that and you're working specifically with orthodontists and you yourself are an orthodontist. So what does that mindset bring to a client coming to you? So an orthodontic practice, why would they... What more do they get out of working with an orthodontics-led marketing firm? Yeah, sure. That's a great question. I mean, we are the only digital marketing agency in orthodontics with an orthodontist who works 
day after day in that company. And so I think um, I'm not trying to pat my own back as it were, because I think really like the quality of the company comes down to the team uh, right. more than it comes down to me. But at every little moment that there is, you know, input needed from an orthodontist perspective, which is unique and is valuable, they're able to come to me. And so I'm sort of like on the outside looking in at all times in case they need me. Um, but then I've also taken on more of a mantle of, of special projects and I've hired an associate recently in my orthodontic practice so I can focus more time in the on canvas because we both felt like that was needed and that would be helpful. And so I'm really leaning into trying to add unique you know, things to the company, like this children's book. I don't think that's something that anyone else could have done. I think only Neon Canvas could produce something like that. Um, and so I think basically you're going to get the best company possible in the digital marketing arena. And I, I think that extends just beyond orthodontics. But as an orthodontist, you not only get that, an incredibly creative team, but you also get <laughs> the only company with an orthodontist that understands your unique, you know, needs and desires and wants. And you've also had a company that has grown business in 43 different states in all different types of mm -hmm. demographic areas and small practices and large practices and multi-group practices. And so it's a, it's a really cool opportunity for people that want to grow their practice. Yeah. Well, what would you say to those practices who are on the fence about hiring an outside firm to take on their marketing? Because a lot of practices try to do it in-house and task a staff member with it. What would you say to them that a firm like yours brings to the table? Well, I, I think every practice is different and unique and not every practice needs to work with us. You know, I, I am the sort of person that since I had built websites in the past and since I had done social media for uh, bands that I had been in, like I felt very confident doing it myself until I couldn't. And so, you know, there was a point where I had the time to tinker with all this sort of stuff. And ostensibly, you could find success doing that at a certain scale. The problem is, is that if you are going to do what you do best, which is orthodontics, which is meeting patients, reviewing their case, offering them treatment, and then giving them braces or aligners, that's where you will be more profitable. It's not going to be in tinkering with your website or in writing blogs or so doing social media posts. It just is not the best use of your unique skill set. Um, as good as you may be at it and as much as you may understand it. And if you want to do that, I will sit and talk to you about how it can be done. It's not that the ideas or the techniques or the strategies are really all that esoteric or all that special. I mean, there are some some details and there's a lot of skill that goes into doing it well. But at the end of the day, like I can tell you the roadmap to success. The point is, is that you will not have the time to do that as effectively as a company can do that for you. And so it's go ahead and hire that person into your practice. They might have two or three of the necessary skills, whereas our team has 12 or 13 or 14, you know. And so it just it sort of becomes this like John Henry fable of John Henry as effective as he was at, you know, smashing stones with a sledgehammer. He was not going to beat the Industrial Revolution. And so. Th that is sort of like how I would equate it. And so if you want to grow and we have packages for people who have small practices, if you're producing a million dollars a year, that would be considered a small practice. We have Neon Now, which is a quicker way to get up and running. It's a semi-custom website. You can kind of piecemeal together the, the aspects of marketing that are comfortable for you and that fit your budget. And we can do that and support you and we can grow you at an ROI that you will be thrilled with. And then if you have six different practice locations, four and a half doctors, and you're producing 17 million, we have that level of sort of like almost like an enterprise level package. 
And so that has not happened overnight. That's something that we've had to figure out and sort of test the market and see what works for us as a team. But as we have grown, we've been able to do things like that and be, you know, kind of of service to all the different variety. When we started, it was just like, it's $4,500 a month and this is what we're offering. And it's completely white glove service. And it's only for those practices that could sustain us. But we've learned as we've gone that we can actually serve all orthodontic clients. Um, so I, I would just invite people that if you're on the fence about it is to reach out. The best thing you can do is to do a free consultation, just like with orthodontics. It's like, how do you know that braces are right for you? Well, I think just about everybody could benefit from a better bite, a better smile, but you've got to come in and see for yourself. And so what we do is we uniquely look at everyone's um, region that they're in, and then we give them an audit of how they look online and what we could do to help them and how we could grow their business. And that's completely free. It's completely custom. And it looks like about an hour or so of your time to do a consultation. And just go to neoncanvas.com to learn more about that. All right. Well, when you're meeting with those clients initially, where do, is there a common thread of where orthodontic practices are kind of falling short, where they're not taking advantage? Is there something that they have in common that they're not taking advantage of um, on the marketing front? You know, it, it depends. I, I think it's a combination of things. We get a lot of people who are coming to us that have sort of plateaued, I guess. They want to grow a little bit more, but they have sort of exhausted all their traditional marketing avenues. And so maybe dentists are still referring to them, but it's not growing or maybe it is shrinking. So we see some of that. Some of it is they have a website that's eight years old and they know they need to redo it. But certainly Neon Canvas is more than just a website design company. We're about creating business strategically for clients. And so it, it sort of runs the gamut of all things. And then some people come to us completely green. Like we, we've had some real success in, in areas like Alabama and Mississippi and these rural, more rural areas where you kind of just hung a shingle and gone to work and it's done pretty well. But those are markets where we can come in and grow people at really an astounding rate because they've just done nothing. Uh, what I would say is, is that there is no exception to the rule that every practice has something they're not doing as well as they could be doing. Maybe they once were, but it's just hard to keep all the plates spinning. And so we are a company that can not only get all your plates spinning again at high velocity, um, but also add some other plates to get spinning for you. Okay. So what are the marketing trends that have your attention right now? Uh, that's a good question. Um, I think like the base foundational like marketing tre trends, the, the tried and true things are pretty much the same. And that is, is that Google is kind of it. G Google is the boardwalk of the monopoly world. Uh, you have to be on there. You have to be owning that number one, number two, number three slot. Still, most people look to the organic search results to decide where they want to go. And when people want to you know, enter into commerce, they go to Google most of the time. And so that means your website has to be strong. You have to have invested in search engine optimization. Like that, I think, will always be the case unless Google decides to say, no, nah, we're not going to feed to websites anymore. We're just going to feed to our, you know, my business areas, which I don't think will happen. But um, after that, it's Google ads. They're the second best way to generate traffic on your website and to bring them into your practice. Those things are boring. That's what it's always been like. And as I see other companies try to like find a new niche or come in with some other strategy, it's typically in the social media world. And so as orthodontists, I think the one danger that I see is, is people ignoring those foundational tried and true avenues that we know work. And it's almost boring to the degree that which they do work, but that's where you should pay your mind. But they'll still say, you know, well, you need to be doing Facebook ad strategies with chat bots and these other things to generate this business. 
And it's, to me, sort of short-sighted. And so I think that's one trend that I've noticed is seems like every year, year and a half, there's a new company that really hits orthodontics hard with lots of targeted Facebook ads selling this sort of like get, get rich quick scheme. And I don't mean to sound too critical, but I've seen it now with three or four different companies and that's fine. It's just, you are investing in so, something very short term. That's almost like renting property instead of owning property. And we both know between those two, which is going to work out better long-term. Um, outside of that, I think the other trends that I see from marketing are, I mean, it's an increasingly digital and mobile landscape. I think that's been the case for four or five or six years, but everything has to be designed, designed now with mobile in mind first. And then of course we have things like TikTok that are a big deal now. I think increasingly it's become that social media to really keep up with it and to do it really, really well, it takes so much time and effort. And so I really only see a handful of people doing TikTok well to the level that I think it needs to be done. Because it's one thing to do a photo well and to write a caption well, and we can help with those things. But to do TikTok, to do like a humorous, ideally video well, uh, it takes a ton of time. And someone like Grant Collins or The Bentist or some of these other ones, they do this well. Yeah. Um, but I think for most people, it might be that it takes more effort and time than it actually is worth. And at the end of the day, if this stuff is fun and you enjoy it, then do it. If you don't enjoy it and it is not producing money for you or new patients for you, then don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I used to feel like I was cutting edge on social media and, and had the right to speak on those things as an expert. And I think on some level I do, but I have opted out of TikTok. I just, I don't see the return in it yeah. and it would not bring me joy. And so <laughs> I'm out on that. <laughs> Probably a good choice. <laughs> well, uh, given TikTok, Instagram and all those things, who is an orthodontist audience with those things? Is it the parent or is it the teen? Who are they marketing to? Yeah, so that's a good question. It depends on the platform. I think, um, you know, each platform has its sort of like archetypal user. And I think TikTok certainly is going to skew to the tweens and the teens. And in that sense, you know, if you get really big on TikTok, are you really big in your region? Or are you right. really big nationally? And if you're big nationally, how does that really help you? Um, and so I think it's uh, there's a sort of law of diminishing returns on some of that as you become more popular, yeah. like as it actually pertains, like, putting braces on patients. Um, and so I think certainly like, let's use Grant Collins as like an extreme example. His success nationally has made him more successful in his area mm -hmm. domestically. I was going to say, you know, yeah. locally. Um, but I mean, that's a one in a million kind of a thing, uh, you know, so otherwise I think you can have some inroads and have some success locally if you're sort of hyper local about your focus um, but I think it's going to be somewhat limited because I think at the end of the day, how many people really want to see that content with regularity on a platform that's kind of built to really focus in on the niche that they find interesting. And so if they're really into gaming, they want to see those sorts of things. If they're really into anime. They really want to see those sorts of things or what have you. Um, so Instagram, to me, who are the buyers? Who are the people that we're actually selling to? To me, it's the moms. Mm. They are on Instagram. They are on Facebook. They're inside Facebook groups of made up of communities and neighborhoods. And that's really where I want to be present. Mm. And certainly with time, moms might be increasingly on TikTok. But as it stands right now, I think that's more limited. And yes, maybe I sound like an old man here screaming <laughs> at clouds, but I still feel pretty strongly that Instagram is the number one with parents aged 30 to 40 with two and a half kids and a minivan and not necessarily TikTok. Um, 
And if you can do it all, great. But it reminds me of when Snapchat first came out and it was like, oh, we got to figure out how to use this and we're going to make a custom filter and we're going to geofence and we're going to do all this kind of stuff. And then when you look back on it, it's like how many patients actually started because of Snapchat efforts? And that is different. That's not the same thing. I yeah. mean, uh, TikTok is really a little bit more like Vine, as it were. But um, I, I just I, th I think we are sort of flirting with the new girl and asking her to the dance when I think Instagram and Facebook are still the bread and butter in the same way that we're trying to flirt with new ways of uh, doing advertising digitally when just put some more money into Google and you will make more money. Okay. Well, you know, with your six years now with Knee on Canvas and kind of growing that, what are those, how has digital marketing changed um, and what excites you about where it is today? Yeah, no, that's a great question. I. I'll be very honest, like, and again, I start to sound like an old fuddy-duddy or something <laughs> like as, as much as it has changed, it has mostly stayed the same. I, I mean, I think, you know, every six to 12 months, Google comes out with su some new version of their algorithm and they'll tell you, you know, enough to know if you're paying attention in terms of what they're after. And thank goodness we have experts on our team that can decipher those things and make changes based on what they tell us. But the same is still true. It's, it's sort of like, you know, it, if you're at a dinner party and you are friends with, you know, X, Y, and Z that all have these big businesses and people know that they look to you as important as it were. And so if your website is like that, if it's doing all the right things, it's sort of connected via hyperlinks with other big things and you're ranking high for all these, uh, you know, different keywords, you're going to rank towards the top. And that is still like at the end of the day, six years later, we were just looking for strategies to get people to rank higher on more keywords every month. And so it's really, it's sort of like a war of attrition as opposed to trying to, to develop some new atomic bomb to win the battle. Um, and so, <laughs> I mean, there are different ways that we have become more optimal at that. And we have lots of plans for how to continue to innovate and to create products that support our clients better. But at the end of the day, it, it is like the least sexy thing ever. It is, <laughs> you need to have the best website with the greatest horsepower in your market mm -hmm. and you need to put the most effort into search engine optimization initially and in an ongoing sense such that Google sees your website as the best in market on every imaginable keyword topic. And in that way, whenever anyone searches looking for orthodontics and looking to spend money to straighten their smile, they will at least look at your website. And then the hope is you tell a compelling enough story such that they select you at least for a consult. And then at that point, hey, you got to do the work. <laughs> You've got to do the consult. You've got to close that business. Yeah. And that's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, looking to the fall, what does Neon Canvas have coming up with the different fall regional shows for orthodontics? Yeah. I got to be honest, as a digital marketing agency, it's funny. It's the exact opposite of orthodontics. Orthodontics <laughs> is where it is so busy and you can't wait for the summer to be over. Mm -hmm. And digital marketing, especially as a company that works mostly with orthodontists, it's the exact opposite, as you might imagine. <laughs> J July is the slowest month. It's so slow, like our leads channel, it's like, is it broken? Like, we'll, we'll test it, like, you know, July 20th. Like, is this thing still on, you know? Um, but then it has started to pick up. And so we're very excited about the fall and excited to meet with new orthodontists and begin to support new practices. So we're going to be very busy. I think between here and May, we have like 30 meetings we're signed up because we don't just do orthodontics. We go to oral surgery meetings, aesthetics, okay. plastic surgery meetings, things like that, but mostly orthodontics. So we will be at, I think the first one is Orthopreneurs in Austin in September. That's Glenn Krieger's meeting. That's always an incredible meeting. We're very excited about that. I'm speaking at that meeting. I'll probably record a podcast or two on there. 
and then also be playing with relapse. Uh, so we're, we're playing on Friday night of that event. We are like extremely excited to play for that audience. Uh, October is the mother of pearls conference with the, which is Chris Teeters and Brian Anderson's group, the orthodontic pearls, Facebook group that they have. Um, that's in Scottsdale, Arizona at the talking stick resort. Uh, neon canvas actually does the marketing for that event. So, I, I can tell you everything you'd ever want to know about that. Um, I'm, I'm speaking at that. I'm doing another relapse concert. So wow. you're starting to see a trend develop. <laughs> uh -huh. I'm, I'm also organizing a, a staff breakout session. So we're doing four individual mm -hmm. sessions for four different groups inside the practice for TCs, for admin, for clinical and for marketing. Oh, okay. And so we'll have like individual breakout content. I don't think anything like that has really been done at these big meetings. Mm -hmm. And I'm very excited to do that. I think teams will get a ton out of it. And then lastly, the Invisalign Summit uh, in November, uh, Relapse will be playing there. But we're also at like the SAO. I think we're at NISO. I mean, there's there's a lot more, You're but everywhere. those are kind of like the highlights. Okay. Yeah, it's a busy fall. It will be. Well, one last question. So what has you excited about the future of orthodontics? Oh, that's a good question. Um, and man, I could give a long answer. Um, <laughs> I think I'm going to just stay kind of in theme with what I said about digital marketing. I think mm -hmm. as much as things change, so many things are going to stay the same. I still think that orthodontics is, I'll say one of, I, I mean, I personally think it's the best, but I, I'll just say, I think it's the best profession that there is. I, I think it's such a unique opportunity to help people in a very direct and tangible way to be able to interface and interact with the most wide array of people types imaginable. And I think that is really what I love is young and old, black and white, from every possible background, from every possible suburb and portion of like Memphis for me, I get to have connection and relationship with all those different type of people. And to me, like that's life's greatest blessing is being able to pour into people in that way by giving them something that they all want. What a like amazing opportunity. Yeah. Um, and it's busy and it's stressful and it's hard on my neck and my back, but man, I, I wouldn't want to be doing anything else. Um, and so as, you know, our profession shifts towards, you know, a portion of it being a corporate model, you know, and all these things that will sort of change our profession and maybe orthodontists become a little more competitive with each other than it has been in the past and little things change. I still think that the, the bread and butter, as it were, of orthodontics will remain the same, mm -hmm. which is we're uniquely blessed uh, to do a job that I really like thoroughly enjoy and that I get better at every day. Um, and for me as sort of like, again, going back to my childhood, having a mom was an English teacher, a dad who was a botanist. Like I get to combine this love of art and storytelling, you know, in the marketing side with science. Yeah. And I, and I love those two aspects. And so I will be happy in 10 years, regardless of what has changed and what is different. And I will still be supporting orthodontists to do the same. Great. Well, Dr. Fagula, thank you so much for joining me today. This has been a lot of great information. If our listeners want to learn more about the book or Neon Canvas, what's the best way to do that? Yeah, for sure. So you can, I, I would first recommend you join the Digital Orthodontist Facebook group. It's a free group where I share other information, share helpful information and tips, and it, it's a community where you can ask those sorts of questions. It's open to team members. It's open to orthodontists. And uh, that is going to be the Digital Orthodontist on Facebook. If you're wanting to learn more actually about the book or how Neon Canvas can help you, neoncanvas.com or specifically to the book, neoncanvas.com slash book, <laughs> B-O-O-K. Uh, or you can just message me on Facebook. I'm the only Kyle Fagala in the world, I think. <laughs> well, there you go. All right. Well, 
Thank you so much. And to our listeners, thank you for joining us. And be sure to subscribe to the MedCorp Podcast Network to keep up with the latest orthodontic products podcast. And to keep up with the latest industry news, visit orthodonticproductsonline.com. Until next time, take care. Thank you.